Welcome back to the Out of Talk Minis. Today I'm in my car. I'm waiting to go into the gym. I'm waiting for BJ. We're going to go ahead, I think, back, buys, tries, and shoulders today, just like last Sunday. So hopefully uh, it doesn't affect my bench too much during the week. But let me talk to you about the best 4 out of 10 movie I've watched in my life. And I gave it a 4 out of 10 because it really that's all it really deserved. But the things it did, uh, I think it truly, like, it, it, it's in its own class like it's bad right the movie is kind of bad but the the story and the themes and just whatever what i don't know why it it just it's just the perfect four out of ten movie and the movie i'm talking to you about today is a kind of horror movie that came out in 2016 called green room and it's about a group of young pop punk uh not pop punk, maybe just punk rock the kids uh, who are in a band. And they go off, they set off to do an interview, and they were going to play at this big show, apparently. And by the time they get there, they do the interview, and the guy's like, uh, yeah, the last show I had there didn't really do too well, and we got kicked off, and I got my permit revoked. So there's, a, I got you a backup gig. They pay lunch, and you get half whatever is at the door. So they're disappointed. They're like, fuck it, let's, you got a kill fee, like, which means, like, hey here's your um here's some money for making you waste your time because they did drive like 80 miles to get there so they go they play at this fucking like mexican restaurant and they get paid each like six bucks and then they get uh some rice and beans to go so this guy that they that uh, did the interview he was like yo let me call my cousin um and he could get you a better gig. Uh, sorry about whatever this, whatever happened here, but uh, let me make this up to you. And then he asked him if he could still post that interview, and then she says yes. Um, funny or not, um, I think that interview plays a huge, a huge role in in this movie. Now that I'm thinking about it, because they go off and they they're in like a fucking like neo Nazi bar, like skinheads all around and. So they decide to do is they play one of their songs that's like anti-racism. So it's like "fuck you," "fuck the fuck your racism." Um, and BJ just drove by me. And, um, so they play that song. The crowd's throwing like beers at them or whatever, and like bottles and getting real close to hitting each other, but. They finish that song, they go on to do the rest of their set. We don't get to hear the rest of them songs, which is disappointing because it sounded like it was a good uh like good set list, honestly. It looked like they like the even though it was like a fake band, it looked like they actually could play together, which was cool. So they finish that, they go, um, all their stuff is in the hallway ready. They they want them to leave ASAP. Red flag number one. So they go, they get their stuff, they're like, all right, let's load up the let's load up our van. And um, she, the girl, one of the singers, is like, "Oh, I left my phone in the in the room. I gotta go get it." And she's like, "Don't worry, I got you." He goes in. This guy goes in, um, and he sees that she is a dead girl in 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 the fucking green room. And the the headliners who were supposed to play are in there, and um, some of the neo Nazi guys are in there too, like kind of like the uh, like the like uh, what are they the captains, generals, whatever they call them. Anyway. Um, he goes off, sees that dead body. Everybody's panicking to try to hold on. Everybody's panicking, trying to clean up this fucking mask. Cause clearly, like, there's a dead girl in the green room, and 
that they call the cops when the the owners of the bar or whatever don't want them to call the cops. So they take their phone away. There's a guy. His name is Big Justin, I think, and they have him locked up in the in the green room with the with the bands and the kids that are there. And um, this guy, since they're Nazis or whatever, um, he's like, all right, I'm gonna need at least one believer. He's like, oh, bro, you got two true believers, and these guys are twins, and. Since they call the cops reporting a stabbing, uh, one of them stabs each other. And then the cops come, and then they both get arrested. And then the cops leave, thinking that's the incident they reported. Which was, in my mind, that was the craziest shit I've ever seen. That level of intelligence right there to be like, yeah, uh, somebody called for a stabbing, and here's here's a stab victim in the, in the stabber, you know? So I think that was... That, there's a lot of parts. The guy that um, the main villain, his name is Darcy. There's a lot of things that he does that are very intellectual, and he's very uh, he he's playing chess while everybody else is fucking playing Connect Four type of deal. If you know what I'm talking about. And one by one, uh, you know the the things escalate. Now now Darcy's trying to kill everybody. He's like, we gotta have no witnesses. We're gonna stage their bodies to look like they were drunk, trespassing, drunk driving, all 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 the crimes that you can commit. He's, like, trying to set them up for all that. Um, so he, you know, starts setting up the crime scene, and then he gives his boys with the red shoelaces. That was important because that, like, was, like, signifying that you were, like, one of his top Gs. Um, not in that way, but maybe in that way. Let's associate that with uh, neo-Nazi uh, stuff. But, yeah, he, he he goes off. He's She thinks, like, everything's dandy, that they can handle it. And then one by one, the kids get start got getting killed off, and so there's only two of them. Uh, so we have kind of like the lead uh, singer guy that's there, and then one of the girls who were friends of the victim that was murdered. So ultimately, those two are the last two people to survive. And um, there's parts in the movie that I have some screenshots about that I really enjoyed. Um, it's at towards the end after they get they kind of like survive their whole ordeal. Those two, um, and they're in in the movie. I'll give it credit. Just because the last two people who survived this mess doesn't mean they like each other, which was funny. Because usually in these kind of movies, they like either start dating or they they have a fondness for each other. But she's like, um, they, somebody asked a question earlier. Oh, if you were stuck on a desert island, what band? Like in their catalog, what you want, and he, and he, at the end of the movie, he's like, "Oh, I think I found my island band," and she's like, "Tell it to somebody who cares," because she was over it at, at that point. But there was one part af- immediately after that scene where the pit bull who was tasked with chasing them down, and she shot it. Like it's a whole ordeal with these fucking pit bulls, right? Um, he comes and he rests the, his head on the body of its dead owner, and kind of made you feel bad for both the pit bull and the owner, just because. Um, the, the Nazi guys uh, brought him out to have his dog there and shit to hunt him down. And, he, you know, the dogs do get some kills. But um, ultimately, since it is a bar, uh, the, the microphone setup is, is crucial to kind of uh, uh, stopping the dogs so the high-pitched feedback. And somebody said that it goes to show how unconditional, loyal dogs are to their owners, no matter how much of an asshole he was. And there's a lot of debate over this comment because they're like, hey, he was an asshole to people, not probably not to his dogs. He probably trained them well. He probably, I mean, obviously, if he could just bite on command type shit. Somebody said in this, and, and I took a screenshot of this, it was said, I saw that as a, as a metaphor that no one in this extremist cult are monsters by nature, but made to do monstrous things by their master. So you can say that the, the dogs, their owner is the master, and to these uh, 
uh, true believers, quote unquote, their master is Darcy, who ultimately seeks his demise because throughout this whole movie, he had like the control over all the situations, the story, the 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 people he sent in, the weapons, the negotiation, control over that until he meets his crucial end, where he realizes that there's no control of that situation and he doesn't have it, and ultimately he dies. And I think again, I I rated this movie a four out of ten, but ultimately it was I think the greatest four out of ten movie of all time um there's some parts in the beginning where you you cannot pay attention and you won't miss anything um they're just having the casual conversations kind of establishing the bandmates as friends and i think ultimately uh that part that those parts weren't needed i think the movies did like as soon as the like the third act started it started fucking starting like the, the shit progressed so fast and ultimately, it, it was an enjoyable experience towards the end, yeah. And I gave it a 4 out of 10. Do I regret doing that? No. I think it's the greatest 4 out of 10 movie out there. And I think you guys should take the time. Go watch it. If you got Hulu. I don't think you needed any add-ons to watch it. I think we just watched it straight off of Hulu. But uh, Green Screen? Green Screen? Green Room. Green Room came out in 2016. Horror movie. Uh, not too horrific. But in in that era, I think it was probably one of the most violent uh, uh, horror movies out there. Because of all the gore and all the stuff. But, um, Yeah. Watch that. I've been Fernando, and um, I'll talk to you next time. Peace.